I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't, practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about something brand new we have created called the Summer Antisocial School Mini Mind. Now, hear me out. Summer is here. So if you're like me, you're thinking about vacations and beach days and poolside cocktails, and you might be thinking, hey, I'm just going to put my business on pause so that I can enjoy my time and I'll come back in the fall. But here's the thing, your competition is not putting their business on pause. So let's think of a way where it can be both. It can be both fun and profitable, and you don't have to stop everything. Just a few short summers ago, I was in your position in what I would call a social media zombie, right? So endlessly scrolling, looking for answers, feeling like I was forcing myself to go to these networking businesses. And when I stopped, my business stopped. So I was feeling even more burnt out, which you might be feeling, but also working full time. And I felt like I was missing my kids' best years. So instead of wanting to go outside and play with them, I was barely holding my eyes open. And it took a huge toll on our family and me personally and mentally. So if you're nodding yes to this, this is where my antisocial framework actually came from because I needed to figure out a way to constantly fuel my business with leads all while I could step away. So it's all about ditching the social drama and focusing on growth and income strategies that work for you. So you're not chasing followers, you're just building real connections. But I get it, you don't wanna sign up for a long, complicated program over the summer, which is why we are excited to introduce you to the Anti-Social School Minimind. Class doesn't start until September, so you can enjoy your schedule and your summer, but 
Like I said, your competition isn't taking a vacation. So we created three months of resources that you can apply to your business schedule on your own time. Just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to learn more. And when you put down a deposit, you get one free quarter in our club, which gives you weekly access to me to hold you accountable. Plus, we're gifting you the first module in antisocial school if you want to get ahead and every resource we've ever created in our Crush the Rush library. So don't let your business hit pause this summer. Enroll in the antisocial school summer mini mine with a deposit and unlock a summer of growth and profit. Just head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to join us. Welcome back to our Friday pep talks. And in this week's pep talk, I want to talk to you specifically about how to deal with difficult situations as a coach or service provider, but also how to set healthy boundaries so both you and your clients can benefit. And this is something I've worked really hard behind the scenes, making sure that I'm nurturing myself to become a better coach, but also to make sure that my clients get better results. Plus, I think as you grow and scale, it's not a matter of if uncomfortable situations are going to happen, but a matter of when. And I remember one of my coaches telling me that, and I was like, oh no, that's not going to happen to me, but it totally does. Uh, So with that said, there are two situations that I see happen the most. And that is number one, you're growing and scaling as a person or a coach or a service provider. And some of your clients are not aligned with the new path that you are on. And number two you have contract or payment issues, as in the boundaries need to be set as someone that is providing services or products for this person. So let's take on number one first. So let's say that you're growing and pivoting and are excited about your next steps. And some of your clients or future clients don't understand the path that you are on. So first and foremost, I think it's really important to remember that negative client reactions, insert whatever the feedback might be, are not a reflection on your worth or abilities as a person. And for me, this is really, really, really hard because I take everything so personally and most of my clients become really good friends and we're in these like long-term relationships. So it's it's a really hard pill to swallow. But, and I, you know, I think it's it's something that you have to work on. It's something that you have to continually tell yourself But someone's opinion of what you do is not a reflection of who you are as a person. And trust me, as a people pleaser, this is so hard. You have to separate your worth and feelings from the situation. You know your value. You know your goals. You know a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes. And you know what your time is worth. And in most cases, each party only sees a portion of the story, right? They only see a portion of what you're doing and you only see a portion of what they're doing. So my first piece of advice is be really open and share with your clients why you're doing what you're doing, but then move on. You're not doing the things that you're doing to please every single one of your clients. You're doing what you're doing because you have reasons that you're taking those actions. And that's what you have to remember. I think the other thing too is difficult situations most likely arise because of miscommunication, unmet expectations, or external factors that are beyond your control. And so the key, I think, in this whole situation is to really approach these situations with like grace and professionalism. Like we are all real people and we're all real people with feelings and we all have goals and we all have reasons for feeling the way we feel. 
And most of the time, at least for me, when these situations have arise, it's a conversation. It's, hey, you know what? I'm not sure I completely understand what's going on. Can we just get on a call and chat through it? And 99.9% of the time, it's fine because I don't know the other side and what they're going through and they don't know what I'm going through. And so most of the time, it's just communication. It's slowing down to listen to their opinion, their feedback, a story, and really just resolving it on a personal, personal level. And I think, you know, these are a few tips that have helped me with this over the years. And that is number one, to actively listen and empathize with your client, which I feel like if you're a real person with feelings, that's pretty easy, but sometimes we forget, we forget that we just, we need to respond right away. And so if something like this happens, I will just take a pause and be like, okay, what are they feeling in this situation? How do I want to feel? And can we just get jump on a call and fix it? So sometimes clients just need to vent their frustrations or concerns and that's okay. And by demonstrating that you understand their perspective and genuinely care about finding a resolution, which you do and I do, you can build rapport and foster a more positive environment for problem solving. I will also say in these scenarios, a lot of times I will just ask for feedback and I'll be like, hey, what did you think of this? Or we're making these changes, what's your opinion? Just because somebody gives me their opinion doesn't mean I'm necessarily gonna change it, but I am genuinely interested in what people think. So that's number one. Number two is to clearly define boundaries and expectations from the beginning. So really making sure that you are establishing transparent communication channels, outlining project timelines, deliverables, payment terms, anything that can mitigate potential conflicts. Because when both parties are on the same page, it becomes much easier to address any of these issues that arise and then find mutually beneficial solutions. So while this episode is not about having a contract in place, having a contract or some sort of checkbox or something where the boundaries are defined and you're very clearly communicating what you're doing and when you're going to do it really goes a long way which leads to the most popular situation, which is contracts and payments. So no matter what type of service you provide, you should always have boundaries in place from a contractual perspective. So this could be as easy as a checkbox that you have to check at the time of payment, explaining terms and conditions. Uh, so maybe no refunds or seven day return policy or whatever that might look like or a formal contract. And it just makes it so much easier to have conversations when these are in place because it's very factual. I always say facts, not feelings. The facts are there. Everyone agreed with the facts when we started the program or bought the product or whatever it is. So you want to ensure that your contract includes detailed scope work and it clearly defines the services or products that you will provide, specifically what is included and what is not included, right? Because this helps manage client expectation and really just provides a reference point for both parties throughout the project. And also I will say from a project management perspective, it's really, really important to outline the project timeline and key milestones. Like this is what you're getting. This is what happens if deadlines are not met. These are the consequences if you cancel within seven hours of our call, like whatever the thing is. And it doesn't mean that you're gonna like take massive action if something doesn't follow the contract, but you can at least call it out and use it as a conversation piece. So it's really focusing on setting realistic and achievable timelines that you can manage expectations. And the whole goal is to minimize misunderstanding so you can set healthy boundaries. 
And then finally, you want to make sure that your pricing and payment terms are vital aspects of any contract. So you want to clearly start your state, your pricing structure, including cost of services, payment methods, any late fees or penalties, and really include provisions for partial or phased payment to make sure that you're protecting yourself from potential financial issues. And while I'm not a lawyer, I can tell you over and over and over again that these three pieces are so essential, communication and setting clear boundaries. So as an example, inside our one-on-one programs, we have Voxer access. Most uh, coaches have some sort of Voxer program these days. And so I'm super clear of when I'm going to check Voxer, Monday through Friday. But if you need support over the weekend to plan ahead and ask during the week, because I don't check it on the weekends. So that's an example of setting clear boundaries, right? Inside our membership, we give refunds, but there's a process to follow, which is very clearly outlined when you check the box to join our membership portal, right? So you know exactly what you need to do, and it's super clear so that you know those boundaries and I know those boundaries. And while this is probably not my favorite topic to talk about, all of these things really help with client expectations so that it helps everyone plan and everyone knows what's happening, when they're happening, and what the consequences are if things don't happen. So if you're hosting calls, as an example, it's important to set limits on the duration or frequency of the coaching sessions. So you can define the standard session length. You can define the number of sessions included and really making sure, again, that everyone knows what's happening and when. So lastly, when it comes to maybe difficult client situations or setting healthy boundaries, don't forget to set boundaries around your self-care and mindset work, because sometimes we have to put blinders on to lead and lead as we see fit without the influence of others. And so as a coach, I believe that it's essentially important to prioritize your own well-being to show up as your best self. So you have to put yourself first to show up as the best coach that you can be or best creator that you can be. And so for me, I really like to establish designated times for self-care activities, rest, personal commitment, but also making sure that you have the energy and focus to provide, as an example, high quality coaching sessions. So for me personally, if I have a 90 minute client session, I only do one to two a week because after that session, I need to recharge. Like it is a lot of brain power. And if I did three or four today a day, I would be doing a disservice to my clients. So high energy sessions and creation and creativity requires intentional recharging and motivational activities. So I want you to think about, do you have the best client relationships and to set healthy boundaries with your clients? What are you doing to become your best self, to be your best client? Walking and reading and all of that white space that I talk so much about. This is and should be part of your business strategy, and it makes you a better person, which turns you into a better coach or creator or whatever the thing is. You have to reinvest into yourself. So the whole purpose of this little mini pep talk is remember that setting personal and professional boundaries as a coach or a creator is not only beneficial for you, but also your clients, and it allows you for more more focused, effective experience and establishes a foundation of mutual respect and trust. So difficult situations are difficult, but by having the right boundaries in place, you can navigate them so much easier. 
I'm super curious. Does having this conversation make you a little bit nervous? Have you run into any of these recently and how did you navigate them? Hopefully some of these tips can help and really remembering it's crucial to set boundaries, but also most of the time, all of these misalignments with your clients or miscommunication can simply be solved with a super simple conversation. So I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you like sort of these behind the scenes of how to navigate some of these situations. And we'll do some more of these episodes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more.